You're tuning, You're tuning in. in. TBD. 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 Into TBD. TBD. To be discussed. 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 All right, all right, all right. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Mei Wu. And of course, every time I have some really special guests here with me. Um, so today I have Sean Spears. Uh, like, you know, let everyone know who you are, what you do. How do we know each other? Yeah, yeah. What's going on, guys? So my name is Sean Spears. I'm a copywriter. I currently live in Los Angeles, California. Born and raised in Portland, Oregon. 503. Hardly home, but always repping. (laughs) You know, love my city. And I met May back in high school. You know, we both went to Benson, you know, and pretty much been solid since, you know. We went went to Oregon, you know. May was always, like, around, you know, holding it down for everybody. Like, he's one of those, you know, special friends that you don't really get too much in a lifetime so shout out to me oh thank you yeah like it's so crazy how long like this like these years have been like from high school to now it's like wow we've all like changed but in a in a positive only in the most positive ways yeah. and so you know going to from portland to a hbcu you know it's just like everything like i learned I learned like probably more in that one year than probably the next like you know few years like at, at Oregon, um, but you know just being being in there in that environment where you have to like you know it's just you like it was nobody else that was like uh, well there was a couple of people that went there like from my hometown but it's not like you know we were kicking it every day or doing all these things like I'm branching out meeting new people learning new things and just like seeing so many different cultures mm-hmm. and it was interesting like for me because so many like cultures and everything that you know was going on like within this college community it was all black people but you had people from all walks of life like they people who had rich money from like you know years and years like down the line family there's you know kids of celebrities there's all these different people who have you know all these different backgrounds you know right here like on the same like college campus you know so it felt like there were you know uh, a lot of people of different like you know races and ethnicities you know because of people's different interests and things yeah you know so just kind of starting to see it that way and just starting to realize like you know all people are really like the same for the most part there's more that make us the same than what makes us different for real at the end of the day right and i agree with that and just like it's even if you find people that look like you it's not necessarily that they always connect with you and you can always learn about how they live the how they live may be different even though they look very similar to you so it's and then of course at oregon i can't say there was a lot of people who look like me or you so there's that too (laughs) (laughs) right you know so just like you know get to learn you know the best best of both worlds for whatever it may be (laughs) right yeah and it really opened my eyes to just the world being just in portland going to high school you're just going to high school with people uh in your neighborhood or your community or just in a part of portland so if you're at oregon you're exposed to so many different types of people which is a whole another thing and um yeah and then balancing relationships you meet romantic or whatever so yeah right because that's yeah i feel like that's like 
when you start to feel like relationships could actually be like really real, you know, because there's some people that meet their whole significant others and everything in college. Mm -hmm. There's some people that go to college almost chasing that, you know, so that's when, yeah, all that stuff, you know, starts to ramp, uh, ramp up and just like more of the adult education, not necessarily formal like education, but yeah, it gets, it gets interesting. <laughs> it does. And being in college, there's a lot of, uh, like romantic connections and friendship connections that I feel that can be toxic. And we're talking, I know you've been talking, what is it? What was, I don't know if your goal is still baby toxicity. Is that your word of the year? Baby toxicity. Oh yeah, man. See, <laughs> that's what, that's what we, you know, you know, going forward just a little bit, just a, just a touch, you know, cause I don't feel like all toxicity is bad per se. Mm -hmm. You know, I think some things are really like mis mislabeled. You know, but yeah, just a little baby toxicity 2020. You know, that's the you know, that's the plan. You know, that's what that's the that's the goal. That's the sweet spot, you feel me? <laughs> okay. I have some things to ask about your opinion because you said there's some good things that are toxic. I mean, some toxic things that aren't always bad, I guess is what you were saying. And then there's some toxic things that are just they're they're toxic, they're bad for you. Right, right, you know. Like, and that could be like a spectrum, like, you know, check, like checking up like on, on people, like per se, like if I, you know, were to call like my significant other and whatnot, just to check, make sure like they're, you know, they're okay. You know, just cause I'm concerned with their safety, you know, like that's one thing. If I'm calling to, you know, all the time, making sure they're not with, you know, anybody, if I don't hear no male voices in the background and all that, that's toxic. That's, you know, <laughs> a little extra. So, well, the intentions know, it's, of it's the two. Situation you're, expl you're explaining is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, de definitely. But you know, it's like who who's to say like that they're different? You know, because like you know, I could be checking up, making sure that she's cool, and then her friends could could be like, oh, like you know, he's trying to like control you or this and mm -hmm. that. Yeah. When that could not be the situation, you know. So there's like different factors, and it's like it could be the same situation, but depending on the viewpoint, you know, it could come out as two different two different things it's all about perception it's like the during the holidays when they had the lori harvey future memes those yeah. <laughs> those like <laughs> but i'm like don't text me with that corny <laughs> <laughs> right that's that's the thing like it was funny and it's like the thing is it's like social media blew that up but i swear this has like been like a thing it's like, real like years, it's, you know? it's real like, <laughs> right you know like I don't know, because a, por a portion of it, like, you know, at some, at some points, like, when I was reading them, laughing and shit, like, I was like, damn, like, I kind of want to hit somebody up that I should. <laughs> and can I tell you, it actually <laughs> makes you reflect on yourself, because I was reading those, and like, damn, I've sent those before. <laughs> you know, like, I had to be like, yeah, I had to be man. very honest with myself. And I have to say, I have both sent and received those type of texts before. I would say I've I've worked on not doing those types of things so i this year i feel like i could laugh very wholeheartedly about them but i know some people were laughing and crying at the same time <laughs> <laughs> right you know it's like this is my situation and that and, and that's like you know what made it what made it so great what made it such like a moment is because people could really see themselves like you know in this is like either you've been on one side where you've been that toxic person or you've been on the other side Especially during during the holidays, I swear that's when that's when all that comes out. That's when everything comes to like you know during that because you start thinking and reminiscing. You spend time with family around 
like a certain time every year, things just start popping up. Right, you know, when it get when it get cold outside, you know, people start thinking like, man, like this other side of my bed is kind of uh, kind of <laughs> empty. You know, I mean, they do some, you know, try to fill it, and then you start thinking of people who have filled it in the past, and like, damn, like that might be cool. Why do we even like you know separate in the first place? Be remembered. Oh yeah, you're fucking crazy, or oh yeah, this ain't really the situation for me. <laughs> I feel like you don't you know, know what you want during these months. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. consistency of what you want is a little bit off during this this time period. <laughs> Some of the general things that you know, like I kind of see is like, you know, people like going through, you know, like someone's phone, or you know, someone not being able to like have friends with like the opposite sex. Well, I think for twenty twenty, if you have to go through someone's phone, or not even in twenty twenty, like in this, if you're someone who's grown and an adult and mature and has a full-time job and responsibilities i think checking someone's phone is just so much stress on you that you gotta let that go and then two can't have uh like friendships friends like the opposite sex yeah, yeah. you work in a professional environment how can you not get along and be have platonic friendships you got to get over that. what is that called like the the separation or or the the notion that men and women can't just be friends they're just right you know like men and women definitely can you know can be friends i feel like it depends on what the what the relationship was or has been like between them like to determine like if it could be like a true friendship or not mm, that's true if it's somebody that was like a romantic partner you know with them at some point like in the past even i don't care if it's a one-night stand or something like that i'm flagging that <laughs> like just straight up like you can't like, I'm not going to say you can't kick with this person, you can't be around this person, you can't do this. But when you are, you know, I'm going to pay attention because that's like a different thing. Because Are you someone who wants to know? Um, so here's something that I think about a lot. And like, what is the right? Because I, I go through, I can't figure out what the right answer is or what I think the right answer is. So if you're dating someone, do you want that person to disclose like all their partners and you know, wherever you live, the area is going to be small and you might run into these people. So do you want to know everybody or, you know, are some things okay to be left unsaid? Yeah, I don't really care to like, you know, for me, I don't really need to know everybody. I don't need to know like all your past, like different things, like people that you talk to. But if that person, if one of those people come comes into our lives in any way, I need the Carfax, like, you know, like it's it's one thing if like they're distant, like if it's like, you know, just going on, but if we're like out, you know, out of the party or whatever, you see somebody like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, yeah, it's been so long, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and it's a situation like that. All right, tell me more. Like, you know, I just want to know about that situation because like, you know, maybe y'all bump into each other when I'm not around. Maybe, you know, something else like goes on. So I need to know like, what you know the relationship has been like in the in the past so that i don't get like blindsided by this you know person that i didn't even you know think to check like that yeah yeah so like you're okay with not knowing every single person but if you're gonna run into them or they're kind of intertwined in your life and or you or their lives in some kind of way then it makes sense like you would want to know is what you're saying like just important partners you know life-changing type partners you know things of that nature yeah but outside of that like i could i could care less 
Right, right. Because those have a bigger impact on their, their life or situation. Okay, so here, what about if you and that person are talk are talking? You know, there's no set uh, exclusivity to you guys. Or maybe if you guys have just said that you are exclusive, but not really putting a title on it. Those relationships, do you still want to know their their previous partners and who you might run into? So you're saying if we're exclusive but not dating, do I want to know the partners? Yeah. Does that matter? Oh, nah. That that doesn't that doesn't really matter. Like I feel like too much weight is put on to like, you know, just like the talking stage and like doing all that before you're like in a whole ass, you know, relationship. Like people want all like the, you know, relationship benefits just straight off the rip. But I don't think it should be that way. Like I feel like that's like you know, after, you know, time and everything that you develop and you get closer, like, to this person, you start wanting to, like, you know, do more for them and, you know, let it build that way as opposed to giving them everything, you know, up front and then, you know, scurrying around, try to, like, do all this extra stuff to try to keep them. Things that can be toxic, sex-only relationships. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, you have to be a mature person in order for, you know, for this to, like, work. You know, people who, you know, aren't, like, at a point where they really, like, know themselves, know who they are in and out, through and through, you know, that's probably not the situation, you know, for you. But sex and relationships, I mean, I feel like they're, you know, they're cool. Like, they're dope until somebody catch feelings. Like, overall, because if you could have, like, a relationship with somebody where, you know, this is what I want you know, from, from this person, this is what they want from me, you know, and we could like, you know, do this and we, you know, exchange, you know, these things and both parties are happy. That's an ideal situation. But both parties have to be like mature enough to like know, you know, what it is. And does that have to be established in the beginning? It, sh it should be. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, you know, ha have to be, but I, like after, like after you have like sex, the first time, Maybe the second time is probably when, you know, you'll have to have like that conversation. Mm -hmm. A lot of times in situations like this, it's just like, it's just applied. Like you might not never talk about it. It just, it just is what it is, mm -hmm. you know? And both people is like cool with it. And it just kind of like happened. But, Do you ever sometimes know that your partner is looking for more and you were like, oh, I don't think I can give that to you. Or do you usually know, can you usually sense those things if someone's down for just a sex only relationship? Or if you can tell that they want more. For me, I feel like I feel like I can I can kind of I kind of tell when like you know somebody like wants more, or or whatever. And most times, like people people will say things or they'll like hint at things, and it's like okay, I hear you, but do I want to do that for you? Hmm. You know. And then you start to like you know think and kind of go down you know go down that path, but. Yeah, it's like there's you know some things that you'll do for some people that you wouldn't you know do for you know do for others. You think ultimatums work? Yes, they they can work, but if you make one, you better be okay with the result either way it goes. Mm, that's like, that's very important. The, that's key. Yeah, you know, because some people like make these ultimatums, and it's just like my way or the or the highway. Mm -hmm. But if that person chooses the highway and they're perfectly cool with it you're going to be left there looking stuck, you know, and feeling, you know, some type of way about it, you know, so that can happen. And then it's like, how often do they happen? You know, if there's an ultimatum, like given after every like argument 
or disagreement, mm -hmm. I'd say just just leave, you know, because they're they're toxic and controlling. You know, if everything becomes like an ultimatum, it's just like, all right, this is basically going to be something that goes on throughout the course of our relationship, and it's not something that's subject to change. Like you can only give me like one ultimatum before I start questioning it. You know, like that ultimatum, it has to be like a pivotal point, like in you know in the relationship and if it's not then it's like that shouldn't have been brought up like in the first place and now like that's become something that could be seen as like you know a toxic trait and there's somebody trying to be controlling yeah and if you're not willing to i guess leave then the ultimatum doesn't really become an ultimatum so you want to hear you know what you want to hear and it's like okay that can that can happen but that's not necessarily going to help you or me like in this situation but sure yeah and if you don't get the answer you want i think that you if you don't leave it just kind of sets the tone too of how much your words really mean unless it's a compromise I mean, unless you two found some kind of compromise but usually in ultimatums it's more like this way or that way and if you don't choose the way that if they don't choose the way that you really want and you and you let that that continue I don't think that sets things up in a good way. Right. And it's like, and then in situations like that, it's like, you know, people could, you know, want this and provide like this ultimatum. And then like the other person doesn't really like, you know, fall, fall into it, but they accept them anyways. Like chances are they're going to, you know, say, you know, bad things about this person. They're going to say like, Oh, like, you know, they're like, you know, toxic, this and that. But it's like, if you, give if they're given like the ultimatum and they choose you know whatever they choose and you don't hold up your side of it that's on you you know because this person told you and showed you whoever they're going to be whatever they're going to do like however they're going to react to the situation and if if you decide to like you know stay and like be like a part of that and not really hold true to like your own ultimatum it's like you're going to lose every time every single time and they know they got the power like at that point and then you were earlier talking about people who are jealous and um like i think that there are a lot of situations where people are super jealous so what are your like thoughts on someone have you ever been that person to be super jealous has someone else ever been super jealous with you I, i'm not i'm not really the type to you know be be jealous because it's like uh I know myself. I'm not. I'm not going to say like I'm cocky or anything like that. But I have like a lot of confidence. Like I know who I am. But I have been on the other side of like somebody being jealous of like my friends. You know, like a couple like different you know different relationships, which is like uh, it was kind of kind of weird to me. But then at the same time, it was like I kind of I kind of understand like where you're coming from, but some relationships like when you get into relationships you're going to spend a little bit less time like you know with your you know with your friends like in general because you're probably going to be kicking it with, like with this person like a little more but one of one situation like i was in like she used to hate like when i would go and kick it you know kick it with my with my friends for any reason but there's also like you know a balance that you got to have because you get different different things different energies you know from different people mm -hmm. and so i can't always be with my friends i can't always be with my girl what was her reasoning behind just wanting you to be there? I think that's something I'm curious about. Like the intention of it is, is yeah. And at first, you know, I kind of felt like 
oh, like, you know, she just wants to be around me and, like, these things and everything. And it's like, oh, that's sweet. Uh, you know, cool. But later on, like, I kind of felt and, like, realized that it wasn't necessarily that she wanted, you know, she just wanted me to, like, be around and, like, she enjoys my presence, like, so much. But it was more so, like, I know that you're here, so you're not out doing some other shit, you know. And that's when it becomes, like, you know, weird and, like, toxic. It's like, I'm not, we're, like, we're just sitting here. Like, I could be doing something productive, like, coming up with a business plan, like, you know, working on something, like, you know, my friends just kicking it. Whatever. When people talk about emotional abuse, I think that could be a part of it when you're, when you feel, like, guilty for not, for having fun without your partner, for uh, going out without them, for doing things without them. A, a fine line between uh, wanting them around and asking them to fulfill your needs and then, and then emotional abuse. And seeing some, I believe it was Will Smith, uh, where he was he was saying something that he doesn't like. His wife's happiness is not his responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, you know, pretty much what he what he said. And everybody knows, like, you know, Will and Jada, they got like, you know, a solid ass relationship. They're damn not, you know, being responsible for her, her happiness. Like, of course, you want to make her happy. You want to like do, you know, all these things, whatever you can to, you know, make that person like happy. But sometimes, you know, you can't really do everything, you know, to make that person happy because it's, you know, within them. It, get, it gets interesting. But, yeah, emotional abuse, like, for for example, like, one thing I feel like is emotional abuse is, like, like some guys, like, who take, who take pride in, like, making, like, making their woman cry. Like, you know. Wait, what? There's, there's okay, like some... time out. People, people actually want yeah. to make women cry. Or not want to, but feel good about not, it not 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 want to but it's just like if you can bring a person to tears you kind of like have control like you know over them or something like just like when you're young like people say like your parents tell you or somebody tell you like you know don't uh let them see your anger don't let them see your emotion or you know whatever different different things like that because there's like power in that like you know in a certain at a certain sense you know so it's like if I feel that I have like the power of you and I have the power over your emotions, like, and it could do things to like, you know, make you, make you feel even, even, you know, something on the end of the spectrum, like, you know, all the way to tears. And it's like, that's a powerful, you know, position, like to, you know, to, to be in, you know, it gets, it gets, it gets tricky. Like, I've, you know, like I, I've seen that. Yeah. And that's scary. Um, whether it's, you know, a, a man or a woman that takes pride in that they're, they can make their significant other cry. I don't think that's something that you should feel, feel good about or feel a sense of power over. Cause I think I've heard both men and women say, oh, he was crying, da da da, and I made him cry, ha ha ha, or yeah. she was crying and in tears, and I didn't feel, I think there's, so my thing is, I think there's this uh, um, this glorification of being emotionless. Like that's something that like this generation like you know tries to like you know up so much and just like say like oh yeah heartless like yeah I don't give a fuck da 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 this and that but people be giving hella fucks like and hell <laughs> so and there's so the, many people who are so you know. emotional and so attached to situations but they have to feel like they have to put on a uh, a cover or face or act as if they don't care or have any emotional ties to this right you know and it's just like that that doesn't help you at all 
Like you just, you can bottle up your feelings and you can like put them off to like the side and everything, but they still going to be there. And it's like, when you do those things, when you come back, you meet somebody else, they're going to make you face those demons because you're probably going to end up in a similar type of situation or come against like the similar, you know, a similar problem, like within that relationship. And that's what it's going to root back to. And since you never like addressed it, you never solved it, it's still there. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's weird kind of how like we glorify it. Like you glorify, yeah, things like that. Like people glorify like ghosts. Y'all talking about ghosts and people that you're probably gonna talk to again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of times. It's it's rough because there's uh I used to think ghosting was something I could, you know, that is okay with other for other people to do and for me to do. Um, but I think there's maturity and not ghosting people and there's something so so you're so in tune with yourself if you can recognize that you don't like this person anymore and you can or put them into words and tell somebody hey i'm not into you anymore i don't want to do this anymore i'm going through this this and that so it makes sense for us not to communicate but for you to ghost i kind of feel like that's an easy way out kind of like in a way it's like hella childish do I ghost people? Hell yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to say I'm above really ghosting people because, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because I have done that in recent times, but I'm just saying that it shouldn't be my like go to, it shouldn't be on any of our go to things to do if we don't want to talk to someone anymore. It's like at this point, like I'm, you know, at a point in my life where we can talk, I can talk to anybody about anything pretty much, no matter how difficult the situation is. So if we like have like, you know, relationship and then we come across like some problems or whatever, like, and say we do like, you know, decide to, you know, like cut it off. That's going to be after we've had like the conversation about what I don't like about you, what you don't like about me, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of times it could like either be like, okay, like I hear, I hear these like, you know, things and I didn't really like know that before. And then people can be like, okay, I can try to like, you know, be better and like change. And then like the relationship could be, you know, better after having that tough conversation, you know, it could be like amazing, you know, better than it ever was, Mm -hmm. you know, just because you guys decided to sit down and actually talk about the things that you don't, you know, don't like, which is okay. You know, but a lot of people don't really want to have like the tough conversations because, you know, how it might, you know, make them feel like in the, in the moment or, you know, they could just, you know, generally be scared. So I've been reading this book called Attached, and it's talking about these three different attachment styles that people have. The three are uh, anxious, secure, and avoidant. And the the book was going into basically what type of people fall under the avoidant category. And those are the people who are really all about their independence, talking about, I don't want someone to uh, take over my life. And another thing of avoidant people are they, they ghost because they're like, oh, you know, I, they want to avoid the conversation. Um, they're usually really wishy-washy and don't like to talk about the future and include other people in it. And another thing was that they are always on the dating market, which I was like, damn, that's crazy. But it really made me reflect. Every, everybody has things that they, you know, would like want to want to avoid. And sometimes it can feel like a way of protecting yourself, you know, because mm-hmm. some, sometimes like, you get into a situation and you like you can care so much like about uh, about a person that you kind of just have to like, you know, separate and like remove yourself 
if you know that you're that vulnerable, like sometimes like it could probably be, you know, easier to just like, you don't ghost and like not have it, you know, at all just for your own protection. Asking, I was on my Twitter asking what makes toxic, what make relationships toxic, whether it could be friendships or of course, like, uh, like intimate relationships, but they were saying things like wishy-washy, never making solid plans, uh, like things can be flirty, but it never goes anywhere. Texts are random. They're not consistent. People are always saying they're busy. Um, and then like checking in on them to make sure that they're not with somebody else kind of thing and stringing them along. And I think those things happen all the time. Right. Especially in today's, in a way you always are kind of like on the, you know, on the, on the market. Cause we have we have like so many different people like at our disposal and everything like before there was like all these dating apps and all this like people actually had to go out you know to like different uh places you have to meet people like in person but now having it like you know a la carte everything at your fingertips like i can you know open up an app and like scroll like yes no yes no swipe left right left like it's kind of hard to feel like maybe there's not another person out there that's a little better than they are you know, and people get off like into this like wave um, wave of thinking and kind of constantly being like an opportunist, you know, looking for like the best situation. And it could be, you know, real detrimental to like your future because you're not really building like those like strong, you know, solid foundations with anyone. That sounds exhausting. But, <laughs> yeah, like it is like, and I, like, you don't realize that like after like smiling and doing so much, I'm just like, man, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> everybody everybody has options everybody has so you know so many options which is why it's so hard to like you know date now like i don't and think a lot of people have the mental fortitude to actually be in a relationship to actually be someone's husband or wife like i think that's what you have to do some intrinsic uh you know deep dive into yourself and be really reflective on yourself and be really real with yourself about why you have those feelings is most of the time not people you're meeting if you're always like this person doesn't have this this person doesn't have that they're to this they're to that you got to deep dive and be really thinking why do you feel this way they want the best of the best and they're not the best of the best you know these like, things are are reciprocal but you know so many so many things it's like your friends are going to build you up and you know some friends like even gas you know gas people up to the point that it's like oh no don't accept that don't accept, you know, nothing, you know, nothing less, you know, than what, than what you should be, you know, you deserve to be treated like a queen, you know, make sure he do this, make sure he does that, you know, like that could be detrimental to your whole, you know, like re relationship, you know, just trying to, you know, one up like all, all the time. That, that's the thing. It's like people aren't reciprocal. It's just like, oh, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Not what could I give? You know, what could I do how could i you know help this person you know we got we both got to be able to bring something to the table or else yeah you know we ain't gonna eat <laughs> right no recently i've been thinking because i really uh i find someone who's masculine and like takes initiative or like a problem solver to fix things as someone who i'm attracted to and i'm thinking and i reflected and i try to understand the why because i think intentions are really important so I'm like, is this something, is this the reason for that is because of gender roles or is that something? And I reflected and I thought, no, it's actually because I want someone that like in the future that I can depend on if I don't have control over a situation 
or that my kids can depend on if they, you know, if something were to happen. And so I think that's where it comes from, not saying that I'm not someone who's going to take initiative and dependable or all that, but I want a partner who is as well. And it has nothing to do with because he's a man, he has to be masculine in this way. It's because that's what I I find valuable in somebody and for my future. So I had to reflect on that. And it's like, yeah. it's not that I don't have, like I'm someone who's like timid and needs to be protected and needs someone to take initiative because I can't. It's because I want that for him and I to be able to have that characteristic. You know, a lot of people don't really have like that, you know, don't take personal, personal inventory. I think that's probably the biggest thing for like this generation is not taking personal inventory of who you are and why, you know, you are the way you are, why you think the way you think and all these different things. Because mm -hmm. I know for me personally, like, I I feel like everybody has to have like a certain moment, a certain time, like in their life where is, you know, just, you know, just them. Like they aren't really like, um, you know, they don't really have like the same access to like their friends and like their family and all that. Like it could be, you know, going to like another side of the country or it could be, you know, somewhere like even within like your state, but you just allow yourself to, you know, really be in the zone and really figure out who you are. Cause like for me, when I went to, when I went to Morehouse, like I'm coming from Portland, Oregon, you know, to Atlanta, Georgia, all the way over here, like, you know, by myself. I mean, I did have like a cousin that, that like went to Clark, but other than him, like I didn't really have like, you know, family and friends and everything uh, like that. So I spent a lot of the time, you know, just like either with new people learning new things or, you know, with myself learning about me, you know, and just like having like, you know, not, I'm not, I don't have access to like all my friends that I grew up with and everything like that. Like, sure, we can get like on a, on a phone call, we could, you know, do something like social media and everything like that. But actually having like that, you know, physical, you know, presence of, you know, like these people, they aren't there. So you got to find like different ways to like, you know, fill the void. And like sometimes like in that, um, you know, white space where it's just nothing really like around, you can start to hear your own voice. You can start to hear and learn and feel who you actually are. And, you know, that'll like answer like a lot of questions, you know, for you that you, you know, have like in life or like about life. And you realize that a lot of things that you feel, do, and say are just like based off of your, you know, situation or whatever your experience like has been, you know, up until that point, like in your life. And then once you learn who you are, you can kind of like dictate what are some of the things that you like and what are some of the things that, you know, make you better? What are some of the things that make you worse? And without having like that ample time to like sit there, be there by yourself and hear your own thoughts you're constantly going to be hearing those thoughts from social media, from your friends, from your family, from all these different people. So it's like, you're not even really yourself at this point. You're just a collection of all these people around you, you know, and that's like a dangerous, you know, space, space to be in. Yeah. You could be surrounded like people, by toxic people. <laughs> I think we've been talking a lot about toxic, uh, like partners and toxic romantic stuff or romantic relationships, but there are definitely toxic people in your life. And, unfortunately some people are uh blood related that can be toxic and some people <laughs> are close friends or people that are in toxic situation themselves and they leak that that negative negativity onto you because i think i've given advice before when i didn't really have the mental space to give advice and i was and i i've had to not be checked no one has checked me because they all know that i'm coming from like what I thought was a good 
like coming like at that moment that's as helpful as I could be but like I've had to check myself and be like am I giving this advice to me or to them and is this person right. giving me advice or are they giving themselves this advice that they can't undo because they're in a situation right you know and, and that that would be like a fine line too because some people like try to help help their friends by you know pushing the decision that they think that they would make you know like oh if that were me oh if i were in that position or uh, uh, uh. Mm -hmm. you know like people say that like all the time but they're not going to react the same way if they're not in that situation when it's actually you when it's actually your life you know you're going to respond and make the best decision you know for for you regardless of whatever you tell you know tell you tell this person yeah and, and so if like, i yeah, think like, it's so not I, a if i think it's not what you should do it doesn't mean that you're not going to do it you know <laughs> right you know like that like that's what it is you know so i just give like open-ended like advice like I, I might say like oh like i might do this in this situation you know i might not give like my input at all because i can know like whatever their situation is and it could like my advice how i would handle it it couldn't work it could be a situation where that would never work for them you know type so you know you kind of got to like know you know like the audience and kind of like you know get a feel for who people are before injecting like your personal like opinions and personal thoughts and feelings like toward an issue because they could be coming from a place of hurt and hurt people hurt people exactly and yeah i'm just that's so i do this thing where if i you know, if something good is happening, I don't like to share it. And I like to hold on to it for a little bit. Just it's a little bit not selfish, but I think it's a, it's something that I have that's my own because it's so easy to share information now, whether I'm tweeting it, sharing it on social media or telling people around me or calling people or whatever, texting it. I like to keep it to myself because I want I don't want to be clouded by any kind of uh, opinions, whether it's positive or negative. I don't mm -hmm. I don't want any of that to enter my space because I don't want to be swayed in either way. I want to just feel how I feel about it for a while until I'm ready to share it. Right. You know, and that's how, like, that's how we should like take and like receive like information. Like people get so excited about like, you know, different things and they want to like, you know, share everything. That's just because how, you know, society has made us, you know, feel like in social media and all these other things like, they push us towards like sharing and oversharing and making sure that we feel important and validated by complete strangers and like all these different things. But yeah, having to be able to like, you know, sit on information or, you know, sit on like different, different things and keeping it just like for, for yourself is I think something else that goes along with emotional intelligence as well. And I, I want to go back to earlier when you talked about dating apps, how do you feel about dating apps? Huh, I don't feel well. In general, dating dating apps are like are like cool. Um, like I like I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted though, because I feel like I feel like they're good, they're solid. Because like I've lived in like a few different states, like um, you know, since like leaving like uh, Portland, mm -hmm. and so like you know, I could be like in New York or Atlanta or L.A., and like when I go to these places, it's like it could be harder to like go out and like meet people because you don't know where the people that you want to meet hang out. Mm -hmm. You don't know all these like other things and you may not have like an end to like, you know, get access to these people. So like dating apps, like serve like a great purpose in that when you're in a new area, when you're finding, 
you know, new people, new things to do, all these different like things, situations, like they can be, they can be great. Like how else, you know, you find like, you know, you can open a, open an app and, you know, meet 50 different, 50 different people in a day. If it, you know, went like that for you, like, and, you know, choose, pick and choose whoever you want to like go and spend time with or whatever. So it could be like easy in terms of that, but also what comes with that ease is never really feeling content. It's like, oh, if I if I know I have, so let's, we'll say money. I know if I have like a, a dollar, and this is like my my very very last dollar. Like I don't know where my next dollar is going to come from, like or if it's ever gonna ever gonna come. And you know, so I just gotta like you know hold this and make the best decision with it, and make sure like I take care and do the best you know with this dollar. Now, if another person like has this same this same dollar but they got a whole like you know trust fund you know they got like all these other other dollars so it's just like yeah i have this dollar like i'll like this dollar you know for now and everything but i know if something happens to this dollar i can just replace it you know i can get another one mm -hmm. social media or dating sites is kind of like that trust fund you know like you always have something to draw from you can always you know find like somebody new you can always do this so you may not cherish like the one that you have, you know, during that time as much, you know, because you know that there's like a plethora of, of you know, other, you know, chick situations or whatever, like out there for you. And so like, I think that's where a lot of like, uh, we get caught up um, and, and things is just like, whatever's like the, you know, the next best, next best thing, or maybe somebody has one, you know, bad trait or something as uh, talking to them about it. It's just like, oh, uh, I'm just getting a new one. I'm just getting a new, better one. <laughs> Right. You know, instead of the talking disposable, about disposable, you know, how people have become kind of disposable. Right. And yeah, that's basically what it is. People are disposable. Like people are like way more objectified, like on like social media sites and dating apps than like in, in real life, damn near. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so true. And I was just thinking about our texts from like, I think last week we were talking about. So I'm just going to break down each of the things we talked about. So the first thing we said, um, people who really, people, oh, what's it called? People who seek relationships or or date people for home security. <laughs> that was one thing we talked about. Yeah. And then we said, yeah. like, and then we said really people, like sex only, like not sex only relationships, but like the sex is the best part that's holding the relationship together. So those, I remembered us talking about those two things. So yeah, um, break it down for us, Sean. Break it down for us. <laughs> All right, cool. You know, so as as we enter this segment of the podcast, <laughs> you know, I would just like to take a brief moment to give a shout out to my spiritual leaders. You know, Pastor Future Hendrix and the Bishop <laughs> Kenan Jackson, better known as the Honorable YG Fulhunter. <sighs> you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to say a prayer. I'm just going to like talk to Buddha real quick and just, you know, get real spiritual <laughs> before we start this segment. I might need a sage oh, after man. this. Man, I might need to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, so like, you know, people who like, you know, have, you know, sex is like a form of like, you know, to help them get what they, what they need. Oh, it's funny. I actually seen like a term like on the on the on the internet, and I found it so fitting and also hella funny. The term is called hobosexual. 
like I wish I I wish I could coin it. I can't even take credit, but I love the, uh, I love the term. It makes perfect sense. It was you know, Twitter. Huh? It was probably Twitter. I'm gonna say it was Twitter. Um, uh, it's a good uh, high chance. Yes. <laughs> Twitter you know, catches but, on yeah, everything. Like, dude, so yeah, anyways, Twitterverse is crazy. Man, big big facts, you know. I, I love Twitter. It's my favorite pastime. <laughs> so tell us about yeah, these you know, homosexuals. Yeah, because like some people like I like I can never I got way too much pride to ever, you know, put myself in a situation. If you do in that situation, hey, more more power to you. I ain't gonna celebrate it. I ain't gonna say you know, you want some lit shit because that's not what I believe. But hey, do your thing. I'm not here to judge, <laughs> you know, because some people like, you know, they don't like have like all their right shit together. They don't have it all going on. You know, some people like, you know, live, um, you know, at their parents' house and like, depending on what you're doing, like with life, like that could be perfectly fine or it could be like, you know, somewhat problematic. But if some people, you know, like out there that don't really have like, a place a place to stay like that so they need they need to be in a relationship in order you know for their own survival damn near you know so dudes are like you know uh, some some women like say like oh like i want to do who's like you know like always there for me and everything like he can call whenever i call he answer you know if i need him he's there you know like be something and everything it's like bitch i got a job like i got shit to do i can't do that i can't be there hand and foot every time like that's not when it's going to go down like that can't like it, it literally you know cannot happen because then my life and everything that i'm doing you know like suffers so we gotta like find a balance but you know especially like with like educated you know people and everything uh like that because a lot of like educated women like are you know like in relationships with dudes who can't really do shit for them like like they just not in a position like to do so mm -hmm. you know but you know they get in this position because it's like these dudes will be there like you know but it sounds like they can't like, uplift they can, them financially because they're they need that financial piece but they can uplift them through like emotional support it sounds like right you know because they make you make you feel good you know like so much emphasis is put on feelings and the way we feel but that might not have anything to do with your actual like survival. Like feelings, like feelings matter, but oh, they only matter somewhat. Like you can get your life, your whole life, you know, fucked up, you know, going off of going off of feelings. You know, you got to go off of reality. You got to go off of what's real. You got to go off of what's actually happening. But when you just decide to live your life off of off of feelings, you know, you're in a world in a world of trouble. Cause like you know some you know some do is like go out like they don't have like no place things but they're gonna make sure they're there for you they're gonna make sure they're calling you beautiful they're gonna do everything that you say that you want and be there for you and do all these things because they need a place to rest their head like they literally need like some chicks will be like yeah like he came whatever he he like uh stay stayed the night and he like cooked breakfast the next day and he just never left and you know everything <laughs> is like. He ain't never thought about why a motherfucker never left, like you know, because he ain't had nowhere to go. Like that's why he ain't never left. That's why he ain't like you know doing all this and everything, you know, because he does not have anywhere to go. You know that's why he's sitting there like you know laid up like with you, you know, whenever wherever, you know, let him use the car like he's running around 
like in your Nissan Maxima, just like using up all your gas. <laughs> doing all not that. Nissan Maxima, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very specific. <laughs> very specific. Sounds like you have you like know? a specific person or instance in mind that <laughs> you just <laughs> reflecting on that. I, I got. <laughs> I got a few instances in mind, and <laughs> Nissan's got a, a part to do in a couple of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, you know, like, so let them, like, you know, get some leeway, go ahead, like, you know, do all that, like, have, you know, have fun, because they'll, like, they can pick her up, you know, from, from work whenever she, you know, whenever she gets off, if she forgets something, you know, they can drop it off to her, you know, they can, like, stop in, because they got nothing but time. You know, they got nothing but time on their hands. And when we're talking and about like putting like in people... work, like sexual satisfaction and like putting in work. And um, I like jokingly say this sometimes and it's probably a little bit fucked up, but I'm like, uh, people who are homeless have the best dick. <laughs> or like, not yeah. like, I was like, people <laughs> don't have a lot. <laughs> No, I get. I, I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because that's 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 what allows them to like be in that position. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, because you think about like why why is she letting letting you know this dude you know take live do all this? You know, treat her all type of way, blah blah blah, and everything. Like, why? You know, because you know, the power of the penis is something. Uh, you know, and so you gotta be careful how you know it's like it's given out. But more times, like nine times out of ten, like. If you know, really like put in work, like put it put it down like that, like and digmatize is a real thing. He knows how, right? You know, you can't like you can't just give out any any old grade of dick, you know, at any old any old time. Like that's just not you know not not smart, you know, because when they say like oh like you made me crazy and all this like you know it sounds stupid, it's just like I made you crazy, but then it's like yeah I probably did, you know, because <laughs> once you. <laughs> Like, you know, once you like, you know, do do like certain things and make, you know, make them like react like in a, in a certain way, it's like, you kind of have like a bit of, a bit of control, like over that person. And like, like, I don't know, sex, sex is kind of like a, a drug, like in a, in a way, actually Jamie Foxx, you know, is like, you know, stronger than any drug, even love. Like, if you really think about that, it's like, yeah, that shit is real. Like there's some real to that. And we don't talk about don't the know, amount like, of energy that it takes to like do it. Like it just it's a lot. It's a lot of and with anything that's good, it can also be equally as bad because it's like so draining. With anything like work, if you're a workaholic, that's draining. Work is draining. You know, like spreading mm -hmm. love that can be draining too. So like with anything, it can be really exhausting if it's or draining so not everyone can do that and provide that the best experience 24 7 all the time right you know so if it's like if i you know don't have to like you know go to go to work for you know eight days like or excuse me eight hours out of the, out of the day and like do all the things when just like free you know really nearly i'm probably gonna have more you know more energy to like do all that and it's like, especially if I need you for, you know, some, you know, specific thing, like, or, you know, or another, I know that, you know, this is a certain way of getting it, like a certain way of, you know, attaining those things and getting, you know, getting what I need, you know, so if you do, you know, if you do it right, if you put it down right, you know, she'll never leave or she'll, you know, always like be there somewhat. There's always going to be like that, you know, that connection. And it's like, 
when it, even even like you know when people have like sex flashbacks and shit like it's never of that you know good perfect relationship that was just like oh nah she fucked the shit out of me like <laughs> uh, she like <laughs> like damn like i kind of i kind of want that again kind of and that's when those toxic you know uh text he was like hey i ain't want nothing you know but yeah that's when those toxic texts happen and it's funny because even after like our conversation like last week like i was like uh I for sure sent out, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm gonna say a, a toxic, a toxic uh, friend request, I guess. A toxic <laughs> yeah, friend we'll, we'll request. Oh my gosh. So what makes, what makes uh, like sex toxic? Like, like what makes it, uh, like what did I ask last week? I was like, what yeah. makes it so good that you just can't like, you know, your mind, it's hard to piece desire and logic, separate them. Yeah, I don't know, cause it, yeah, at a certain point, yeah, that, that logic is like, you know, broken. Cause it's like, sex, like it, it releases like endorphins and like different, different shit that like makes you genuinely happy in things that like normal life things can't really, can't really bring you, you know? So when you find that like genuine happiness, like, you know, from, you know, from sex, it's like, that's going to be ingrained, like, in your mind, like, forever, like, damn near, for, for some of them, if it was the right one, like, you know, you're always going to think of that, that's always going to be, you know, in the, you know, the back of your mind, because that's, like, the peak of, like, happiness, like, for you, and so whenever you think about, like, happy thoughts, like, oh, when have I been happy, when the last time I was happy, and then, like, that sex flashback, like, kind of comes up, it's just like, damn, I remember yeah, sitting there laying there afterwards, like shit, I am I'm good. <laughs> like I am in a great point, you know, I'm in a great state, like in, in life, like I really feel genuinely happy. And you know, so if that's like the peak of like your happiness, then that person that gave you that peak of happiness is always gonna be somebody in your life. They're always gonna, you know, be somebody that um you know, makes you feel a certain way, you know, gives you that certain like, you know, validation. And chances are those probably like they're probably like a toxic person, like, you know, in you know, in your life, because that could be the only thing that they did for you. But because mm -hmm. that thing was so great, because it was like so like amazing, like during that time, it's like that's the only that's the only thing that you can really like, you know, think of until you're like, you know, going through it. it's like, oh yeah, this is why I don't really fuck with them. But that's gonna be the highlight, that's gonna be the high point. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Cause that, I feel like a lot of people are in though, like it's easy to get in those kind of situations, especially when you're going through a rough time. And a lot of us are young adults going through a lot of changes. Um, adults who are going through changes and may not always be good. And it's easy to enter something toxic in that way. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Right. So what if you were, uh, like, what if you were dating somebody and sex was not, is, is okay? Dating somebody and the sex was just, just okay? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, for me, it's like about, about like balance. Like, that could be perfectly fine if the sex is okay, but you fulfill like all these other voids in my life. You, you make me, you know, feel, you know, genuinely positive, like, you know, about myself and you're actually helping me grind. You're actually helping me to get to, you know, points and check things off of my list that I've wanted to do, that I've wanted to work on, 
and all that, then it's like those things would like, you know, weigh like a lot more. Like as long as it was like, you know, cool, just like generally like cool, but all these other things are just like amazing. Then I feel like that's like the that's like the sweet spot. Like I like I don't know, like if 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 the kitty to fire, I don't want it because <laughs> I know myself. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like honest like honestly, like no, I don't want to be in in a whole relationship, you know, with a woman who just had like the fucking <laughs> you know, the best cat on the market. Like, no, I'm sorry. Cause I know myself, cause I'm going to be, it's going to make me vulnerable in, you know, in times and situations where I don't need to be vulnerable, you know, type, type of things. And like later on in life, that's not going to like carry like when like when I'm like, you know, 40, 48, like I ain't, I ain't going to care for pussy snapping like that. Like it's not going like, <laughs> it, at it, that point you know, it won't it be enough. It was just that. If yeah. that person is just that, then this may not be enough. Exactly. You know, so it's like I like I know that like you know I have enough intelligence to like you know know and realize that's the situation like at at you know at hand and just like kind of let it be that situation and you know nothing more because yeah once it gets to the point where it's like okay I'm not even I'm not even in control like she just got my whole life all types of like you know fucked up I'm over here you know buying her all type of shit and doing all type of shit like I ain't got bills. You know, I'm over here traveling and like going all these places and doing all these like extra things to like, you know, make her happy just because like the kitty was good. It's like, oh, yeah, nah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's yeah, and I think the situation. same goes for same for both genders. I think the same goes for both men and women. It's crazy that you have to have like balance and it's just, it's so crazy that you can't, like, it's you find yourself, you can lose control. And so balance. It sounds like it's the key. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the balance is the key to life. Within, within, like within, like every everything. You know, they say like you know, it being good things like in moderation. Like balance, balance is all that we're ever trying to find in this life. Like I, I feel like to a point, you know, once we like achieve that or feel like we've achieved that, you know, you're in a pretty pretty solid position. Can't just be all reckless all the time. <laughs> so how's your baby toxicity going this year so far well i i say it's going you know pre pretty well i mean i don't know my friends like <laughs> like the thing <laughs> is like i don't really feel like i'm like the least bit of like a toxic person but my friends have told me that i might be <laughs> and, <laughs> and i don't and, and i don't and i don't really i don't really know how i feel about it but you know I feel like it so far is you know going you know going pretty good, and I'm not like super toxic because I'm very like honest, and sometimes I feel like my honesty can be a toxic trait, you know, because mm. like if you're gonna ask me about how I really feel about you or ask me about like whatever whatever it may be, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, like that's that's just like my thing, and then what comes with like honesty and like what comes with like you know being real and always like spitting like the the truth. It's like, that ain't what people want to hear all the time. You know, so if you tell somebody something that they don't want to hear, they're going to be like, oh, you, you're toxic. Like, you know, that's like, that's like a toxic, like, you know, way to think about it because it wasn't the message they wanted to hear. And it's like, that's not necessarily on, on me, you know, because you heard, you know, something, some, you know, a certain way or whatever. But, you know, <clears throat> I'll probably still be labeled as like a, you know, a toxic person for like keeping it, keeping it real. 
but and sometimes know. you just have to be honest with yourself that you are you are in more of a toxic space right now and you know i think not everyone is ready to be a hundred percent like you know in dating or give a hundred percent of themselves and you know all that stuff and you could feel a little toxic right now and yeah that's i don't know i feel like we're all in this everyone has to be a good person not a good person but like a positive person who wants to think about other people all the time but that's not true and you're just you're just living your doing what you want to do and living your truth oh i hate when people say living your truth (laughs) (laughs) living your truth right right but that's you know that that's what it is and like and like sometimes like i don't don't know like i don't know if you could be like too honest or like whatever but like it's funny because it was a situation where i was talking uh to somebody that i like met met like on a on a dating app and so i was, I was talking to to this person you know for a little bit and then they started following me on instagram and as we was following each other and i was looking at it, it seemed like oh like we have like some similar friends like you know some people that i know but I prefer that you didn't, <laughs> you know, but it's like, that's, you know, like, that's the, that's the situation, but it was like, you know, like being, you know, young, single male is, I feel I can branch out and talk to, you know, like, like whoever, like for real, for real, like there's nothing like, you know, no limitations or, or anything, but I had a conversation with, um, with a mutual friend of ours. And I had told her like, oh yeah, like I'm trying to talk to, you know, this this friend of yours. I didn't even know she knew the other girl, you know, and I'd had that conversation with her like beforehand. And then later on this girl like, you know, comes along uh, through this dating app, we're like talking for a little bit, find on Instagram and I'm like, oh, like they're friends. And I was like, damn, I just told her about like some other friends. So I was just like, that's kind of shady. Like I feel, cause she's probably gonna ask her about me. And then it's just like, oh, well he was asked about her. and uh, you know, so to avoid that, like, I just let her know, like, I, um, yeah, I'm good. Like, I can't, like, I don't even feel comfortable, like, pursuing this with you after already talking about pursuing this with one of your friends, you know, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing or somebody that you're, like, connected to. And that, it, it that feel like, you know, felt a little shady to me. And I feel like it took a lot of maturity and everything, uh, you know, for me to even, like, you know, say that or, for, you know, to, like, have that conversation. Cause like the old me, I'm be like, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just about to get, you know, get both. Like of them. whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'll fuck with both of them, and then you know they'll fuck around if they find out they don't hate each other before they hate me. Fuck it. <laughs> Damn, that's toxic right there. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's that's, that's you know past toxicity. toxicity. That's right. You know, baby. it's like right. You know, we're learning, we're growing. You know, we come yeah. along. <laughs> and that's yeah, why but, I think it's fair for you to be like out in the open when you're not like when you're trying to either find someone you're trying to grow with or if you're not ready to grow with anybody it's okay if you just want to like be like focus on you and be selfish and not want to grow with somebody else i think there's like this thing where you have to find a partner but sometimes you don't want that Uh, right you know like and sometimes society tells you that that is what you want that is what you need your age might tell you that it is what you want, that it is what you need. But at the end of the day, you have to like take that personal inventory and find out, is this what I need and why is this what I need? And that's really gonna lead you to, you know, like a fruitful path, you know, going forward. Because everybody has their opinions. Everybody always will have their opinions, but whatever you decide to do, whatever you, you know, decide to participate in, 
whoever you decide to date, you know, which have you, like that's your decision. And you're the only person, you and that person are the only ones that are going to be living with it. You know, so, I mean, friends advice, all that is like cool, but your friends don't know you like you know you. Mm -hmm. Right. So even if they say like, whether it is to, if you want to grow with somebody or not, like you shouldn't let the, the other people in your bubble. So I, I understand when people don't want to share too much about their romantic lives because just everyone has an opinion about it and that opinion may not be your opinion. Right. And once you share it, it is it really yours anymore? Like, mm -hmm. is that your relationship or is it our relationship? Is it friends and relationship? Is it social media's relationship? You know, you invite like all these different people into your relationship and there's good to be like too many chefs in the kitchen. And then, yeah, your dish is going to come out fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, because then people start to feel entitled to know about what's going on with you and that person. <laughs> right. And, like, even another thing that happens in, like, relationships is people become, like, tied, you know, to each other. Like, if somebody, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, one of my friends, like, you know, like, um, girlfriends, like, she, she like, came came to the kickback uh, and whatnot, and I was just like, oh, like, what's, what's happening, like? And just off off of the strength, just like where I was like, oh, where do, where's what's called it at? You know what I'm saying? Like, where where's your partner at? Where's you know, where's your girl? Where's your boyfriend? You know, whatever type of shit. Like, and and that that alone, you know, is like kind of it can be it can be kind of strange because it's like, am I not my own person? Like, could I not just yeah. be somewhere just by myself? Like, can I just not have like you know my own friends? Like, we always got to be this tandem. I wish people attachment. would ask. Yeah. I wish people would just ask like, oh, how are they doing? I think that's a different question. Like, how is that person doing versus where are they at? Like, where are they at or where are they at? Like an interrogation or how dare you be without them? Or why are you, like, why are you without them? But it should be, how are they doing? And you can answer that. Like, mm, they're doing good. They're working on this right now. Period. Done. Move on. Yeah. But, I mean, how, like, how are they doing? That could be, I mean, I don't know, depending on what the situation is, like, that could be, like, weird, too. Cause it could be like they could have been like broken up for like a couple months, you know. At, um, that, at that point, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like how are they doing? It's just like, mm. like you know, depending on where that person is, like with mental space or whatever is going on, like it could you know determine it like a whole bunch of like other other things. So I try to be better with about that because I don't really like it. Because uh, when I was around, oh, where's so and so? Oh, where's it like? in their fucking skin like the fuck? that's true i really try not to ask too many questions like i don't really like to ask my friends about their significant others but if they want to talk about them with me uh i will open up that that conversation on that floor if they want to bring it up but i'm i'm typically not the one who brings it up to whoever i'm speaking to because it's, it's not really any of my business and right yeah that's really what it is. It's not really my business. <laughs> yeah, I ain't trying to be nosy. Like, you know, invite me in. It's like, all right, yeah, I'll give my opinion, whatever. But I'm not going to just, like, be in there just to know the scoop. Like, to me, the people that do that are the people that are bored with their own lives. And they want to live vicariously through you. And that's weird. Yeah, the people I appreciate the most are people who don't always ask me about my romantic relationships or who I, you know, I'm interested in now, who I'm talking to or who I'm dating. And I don't like to always ask other people because I'm like, there's more to talk about than just that. And we are more than just that. 
And if we want to, like, yes, relationships and dating is part of our lives. So if we do bring it up, that's fine, but it shouldn't be the majority of our topics of conversation. Right. Agreed. I try to stay away from those things, but I'm glad that your baby toxicity is going well (laughs) so far. (laughs) I think that's what I'm going to name this this, uh, podcast episode is baby toxicity. I'm with that. It sounds like a winner. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to let you go and have your day back. Probably we'll have to trim some of this because we have talked for like (laughs) like an hour (laughs) and 40 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> right like i was like yeah i don't know it's uh, gonna be a long podcast but yeah oh no just, no i'm definitely gonna trim to it up because you know i don't think we need to like have this whole people will get the picture with just part of the podcast episode right you know just for the juicy parts you know all good <laughs> exactly all right well oh i'm gonna let you go and have your day are you gonna go uh to coachella I don't know, because I never really had, like, a desire to go to Coachella, like, ever. But everybody's been telling me that I, that I should. Damn near forcing me. So I'm not, <laughs> like, I haven't Pure decided pressure. yet. Right. Like, more, more, more than likely, like, I may not buy a ticket to Coachella, but I may go up there just to, like, kick it with everybody. Because, like, everybody about to be going there. I guess they got this big-ass Airbnb. So... I'm probably, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably pull up for at least like one day or a couple or like a couple days. Um, but yeah, it really just depends. Either I'm going to buy a ticket right, right there, like up there on the spot, or I'm just going to finesse and go to the parties and try to sneak in or something. <laughs> hey, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, because like. I had never really had like a desire to go to Coachella before, but now it's like a big thing. Like, oh, Coachella well, I mean, this, this uh, lineup, this lineup is good. So I'm like, oh yeah, it might be for it though. Yeah, but that was like the main headliners. That's why I was like, eh, whatever. Because like, I'm not, I'm not the biggest like Frank Ocean fan. Like he's like he has like a cult like following and shit. But like, I don't know. I've never really been a part of that. <laughs> oh, know, that like, makes I, sense too. Yeah, like I like his like you know, I, I like Pink Matter, you know. I like a couple of his songs, <laughs> you know. But I can't say that I'm just like, oh, I need to go and see. Stop, but, but yeah, I'm just not like, oh, I need to like you know go and see him in concert. And I've seen Travis Scott like already. I'm not even a huge Travis Scott fan. Like, yeah, I'm not but, a huge Travis Scott fan. I do really want to see. So I really want to see Roddy Rich. And like YB and Corday and stuff, but like I'm just uh but there the lineup seems like there's a good amount of people that I would want to see because right. that's why I'm like, all right, I think this year I can go. I just don't want to see all that. It's like crowds, it could be a hit or miss, especially like people who like EDM and stuff, that could really be a hit or miss. Yeah, for sure, for but sure. But we got a solid group of people. I mean, there's a solid group of people going. So I think that could make your experience better. Right, so that's why I'm like, yeah, I like, I think I'll, I'll probably end up like pulling pulling up. If nothing else, I'll go to like you know the parties and whatever, and just like kind of kick it and finesse the rest of the day. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm probably about sixty forty uh, for showing up at least. Mhm. Yeah. Well, Sounds straight. Tell. But you're going for show. Yeah, I bought the ticket. Like, I don't know, like, Jawan caught me out a good day where I was feeling very fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like some days you just feel more like, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. And then other days right. you're you're more skeptical. He caught me on a fuck it day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he caught me on a skeptical day. So I'm like, yeah, nah. <laughs> I was like, eh, I wasn't like, I wasn't even on my radar. Like, yeah, so I was like, yeah, they're saying. He planted the fucking seed. You know, Jawan B, I don't know. There's something. He planted the fucking seed and the seed grew. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, so, you know, it could be big popping, you know. Yeah, so weeks ago, he up. really hit me up and was like, oh, like, I'm trying to go, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, maybe. And I was still skeptical at the time, but he planted the seed that I've been thinking about it. Uh-huh. And so I started you think like, about it, yeah, somebody else gonna bring it up and then it's gonna be like, oh shit, yeah. Let me uh yeah. <laughs> might as well fuck it. Damn it, Juwan, but you know it is <laughs> but you should go too. <laughs> I'm actually excited, so I feel like you should think about either going to the actual festival or just come coming through and kicking it. Because it is it is an investment. It's it's definitely an investment. Right. You know, so I'll probably invest in kicking it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to you later. Uh, what's it called? We'll chat soon. Yeah, damn. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, thanks for joining you, the podcast. Uh-huh. Thanks for having me on the podcast. You know, I've been waiting on this moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And we're, about, we're probably going to have a part two of something else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All yeah, right. Sounds funny. good. I'm going to talk to you later, son. All right, Wu-Tang, stay up. You too, you too. All right, bye. Bye.